Uh, all right, guys. Well, uh, welcome to the first episode of Biomast. It is uh, a Dust 514 slash Eve Legion Biomass. Our primary focus is going to be on that game, but we'll uh, we'll hit up a bit of Eve as well, and possibly Valkyrie as time goes on. Uh, I'm Pokey Draven, uh, CPM1 candidate, uh, and uh, I'll let the guys here uh, uh, tell you who they are. Start with Zell. I'm Soraya Zell. Um, I am an alliance leader in the Top Men Alliance on Dust514, and I am also running for CPM1. Let's go from the bottom, so Jason. Hi, I'm Jason Larrison. I'm a member of OSU Planetary Operations on the Dust side, and uh, I'm a longtime EVE player. Took a long hiatus, but uh, I subbed back into the game here recently. And Pukin? Um, I'm Far From Pukin, one of the co-owners of Multiplex Gaming. I'm the CEO of MPX and EVE and uh, part of LA3 Leadership. Okay, and Bajran? Hey, I'm Bajran Bradley in game, also known as KDS119 on YouTube. And um, I'm happy to be here for y'all's first podcast. We appreciate it. And uh, Mr. The Bottom there, uh, Urziel? Or he's gone. Okay. Um, I'm Urziel99, director at Multiplex Gaming producer on Podside and occasional guest on other people's shows. Yeah, I was just to uh, do a shout out right now to the guys over at Podside and Multiplex Gaming. They uh, they helped us get this set up. They're letting us use their uh, their stream right now and you know it, it kind of saved our asses because we decided to do this and there really wasn't enough time to get everything set up so they they definitely uh, saved us for this week so you know thanks guys. I appreciate it. So, yeah, our uh, pleasure man. Our pleasure. Yeah, no, it's, it's, it's good stuff. Um, so yeah, <laughs> uh, we talked a bit about it yeah, yesterday on Podside, but uh, FanFest was, uh, was certainly interesting, especially for uh, the Dusties out there. We uh, got some uh, pretty crazy news. Uh, just as a quick recap, uh, CCP came out with their uh, Dust 514 keynotes and decided to announce a game called Legion for the PC, which is effectively a Dust 514 reboot for the PC taking the game in a, uh, a better direction, but at the same time also tapering off uh, support for Dust on the PS3 without any concrete support for the PS4. So it's been uh, controversial to say the least. We've had a, a lot of feedback on the forums, mostly negative, but uh, yeah, to kind of talk about that and where Dust is going and you know what, what Legion's going to be. So let's, uh, let's get your thoughts, Al. Well, uh, my biggest concern is that um, they they have indeed committed to uh, maintaining Test Five One Four in at least in the near future, and that they're going to continue to um, release updates for it. Um, but I guess my biggest concern was that we didn't actually see any th- any evidence that that was the case um, at FanFest. They didn't have anything to show for for PS3 users at all. Um, Whereas, of course, EVE players get both the here's what's coming next month as well as the here's what we're, we're working on long term. Yeah, I think the, the I think everyone can agree that the nature in which it was announced was was pretty piss poor. Um, it kind of it, it kind of screwed over the people that went to FanFest and were listening to FanFest for dust and got basically no information on it. Uh, I mean, personally speaking, I think the move to PC is good because the game was being hindered by the hardware. The issue is, is that, you know, how do you deal with your current player base, especially when you're shifting uh, your, uh, 
the platform so significantly. It's not a an obvious upgrade like from PS3 to PS4. It's PS3 to PC is is, is a pretty significant jump and i think you know a lot of the community feels betrayed by that and the fact that ccp really didn't address that at the time and they still haven't really addressed it in a concrete manner is is what's making people so anxious causing all the issues right now well i think there there's an issue with that to some degree is that they need to get uh you know as we've heard some things from cpm members we've heard some things from uh ccp devs um, and in some cases, they, they're outright conflicting, and in, in many other cases, it's just unclear. Um, I know that, uh, you know, the CPM is actually currently going through a uh, their, their CPM summit, and uh, some of that, I guess, we should get some minutes to, uh, but hopefully they'll uh, get things straightened out now that uh, CCP has figured out that uh, the CPM weren't kidding when they said that it was a bad idea to announce it in the way that they did. You know, yeah. one thing on that, the uh, I've uh, as as many people have, we've been engaging the C, the CPM and uh, and a couple of the devs here and there on the side. And one thing, I literally right before I got on the podcast, I got a note from uh, a couple of them that basically said that they what they've realized is that um, in in the rush to try to answer a lot of the questions, they are putting out some mixed messages. So what I think you're going to see here in the very near future is they're going to basically pull back a little bit. Sync, sync their messaging and they're going to come back and, and literally attempt to try to categorically go down a lot of the uh, the community's biggest concerns. Um, and, and that's just something I'd like to transmit. I mean, one thing that was made very clear to me by a couple of the CPM members about an hour ago was that um, CCP internally clearly realizes how bad they stepped in it from you know a PR or a communication standpoint. Uh, and that's actually a large part of the discussions that are going on right now with the CPM summit. So, uh, I, you know, again, there, there's a I would like to echo probably Pokey and, and Zell statement that the move to PC ultimately it, that is a good thing for the long term health of the game and really to to create sort of that shared universe that uh, that CCP does does want in the future for you know the, the two games and Valkyrie. But uh, the way they did it was handled. I think universally everybody understands very badly. And I think what they're trying to do now is try to figure out how they can come back and literally earn back a little bit of the trust, which will be extremely hard. But I I think they do realize their error right now. Well, I mean, I think there's a a significant body of the player base that you're you're not going to get back um, unless, you know, you can commit to, um, you know, consoles. And that's, you know, we've gotten a couple answers on that. Um, You know, is... People obviously, it's been very clearly indicated that uh, you know a move to Unreal Four and to the x86 architecture makes it a lot closer to actually what the PS4 runs on, for example. But you know, it, it was actually just in the last couple hours that CCP Logibro reiterated that they won't be looking at that until the PC version is already out. Yeah, no, and and just a quick thing, I got some clarification on that, and. Uh... The, my understanding, at least from what was communicated to me, is that uh, their intent is to build the game correctly, the first, essentially on the second time, if you will, but build the game correctly, and they want to use the tools that they are most comfortable with and gives them the most options, which is the PC. And if it's done correctly, a port to the PS4 is certainly not off the table, but they're adamant that they want to build it as best they can in the PC you know, architecture first. And, and you know what, I, I, to be frank with you, I can't, I can't fault him for that. Um, I, I will say this, you know, dust actually brought me back to, to, 
to New Eden. It brought me back to playing Eve. Um, you know, and I bought into the vision just like a lot of other people is. Other people have. The vision isn't gone. They're just trying to take a different path that they think has a higher probability of success than what they're doing now. Yeah, I mean, it's it, it comes down... I think if the way they had handled it, if they had said, okay, so here's what's, what we're doing with Dust right now. We're working on this side game called Legion. It's going to be the PC version. Uh, we're going to be developing it on PC. We will be porting it to PS4 at the appropriate time, at which point your Dust characters will transfer over to the PC and PS4 version. If they could make those commitments, and if they had done that initially, I think the outcry would be a fraction of what it is now. And But, but unfortunately, the, the, those inf that information wasn't given out. It's still not being given out. It's still... As El said, it's 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 broken. It's it's inconsistent, and I think, like you said, they need to kind of take a moment to step back, re-examine exactly what they're doing, what they're willing to say, what they're gonna say, and then come out in a single, clear format. Say, here's the points that you're worried about. Here's what we're gonna do. You know, this is what you should be worried about. And you know, if they're gonna move away from the PC and that's their ultimate plan, they need to just come out and say it rather than dancing around in the issue. Because I think the that, that that middle ground is making people so uncomfortable and it's kind of like if you're gonna rip the band-aid off just do it all at once you know now i, I want to see this remain on piece on on, uh, on console i don't want the current player base to get screwed over i mean the the, the dust player base is albeit toxic at times but the fact that people are so emotional and so upset is a testament to show how much they care about this game and to simply leave them in the dark and, and leave them behind is is just terrible you know you, you've got a good group of guys here it's a small group but it's a good group of guys and they are going to support the game complain while they do it they're going to support the game if you maintain that level of trust and stay on the console as well as pc now it's going to be ccp's choice if they want to move away from that or not i hope they don't but like i said they need to commit to one or the other rather than dancing around because I think people are just going to keep freaking out and they're going to keep bleeding off and they're going to become those people that won't come back. If you, you piss people off bad enough, even on PS4, they're not going to come back. They're going to give CCP the finger and that's going to be it. And so it, it's damage control time and they need to decide what they're going to do to salvage what they can at the player base at this point. Yeah, you know what's funny is you, you, the whole thing when you were you're talking about that is is uh, I had one of those uh, uh, kind of a flashback to you ever you ever done where they do those trust falls things where you stand on a platform fall backwards and you have like eight <laughs> people you know are supposed to work on a team and they're supposed to catch you. Well, it's like you guys are sitting on the edge of a plank and then instead of just letting you fall, you know they're like they slam you like they came over there they body checked you and you're flying back and you don't know if they're back there to catch you. You know what I mean? There's like you don't know if you're gonna land flat on your back, and that's that's, that's done. You know, you, you don't know, and they're not giving any hint that they are standing out there, putting their arms out, ready to catch you guys. That's well, that's what that pisses me off about the the way they did it, to, uh, the way they treated you guys at, at at this fan fest. I think it's BS. Well, I mean, the reason they're not making the commitment now is probably because they have not made the commitment <laughs> they've not kept through a lot of their commitments already and i know that part of it is well, typical ccp fashion so well, yeah, i mean yeah, a lot of us e players you know that's another thing too is a lot of us e players are used to it so i think the guys that are e players in the dust 514 community are going okay well this really sucks typical ccp and they're maybe not as butthurt about it or or maybe they're not as um you know okay this is 
you know, typical CCP. However, the guys that are, that are not used to dealing with CCP, the hardcore council guys are going, you know, WTF, man, you know. You know, there, there is there is something here. It's kind of interesting. I, I and, and I like to preface this by saying that I do not own a PC. Um, I am a console gamer, and I have a lot of the ghost of Steve Jobs walking around my house in the form of Mac products. So let me just preface what I'm about to say with that. Um, I, in my personal opinion, after looking at this fairly, you know, after like you know about 24 hours of literally like are you know kind of the are you fucking kidding me moment is that I think CCP was desperately trying to do the right thing based on how they had failed the dust community for the last two years and what they promised not delivered and a lot of the drama. So they undersold and they tried to keep things so quiet so they didn't go down the road of this, you know, the soon PM and like you said this, but this doesn't happen. They were literally trying to do that and they literally tripped over themselves trying to do the right things like they almost didn't know how and they were trying and failed. Uh, so from that aspect, I think their intentions are in the right place. How they go about it is, is I think we all agree, kind of a grease fire. But uh, they've overpromised before and gotten burned. So I think they were, they literally swung the pendulum the other way, and that's actually causing some of the problems. That caused the problems getting when they had the initial communication. And I think right now what you're seeing is that they're trying to hedge things and not, not overpromise. My personal opinion is, I think, give it about a week. Let them get their shit together, and then when they come back and talk to the community, um, the, it's going to be a much more synchronized message, message. And I think it's it still may not be things we want to hear, but I think they're trying to be as starkly transparent as they can. But it doesn't come over very well. So that's and again, you know, I'm I'm certainly not a PC guy, uh, and I'm just kind of offering that as a maybe a, a separate opinion on this. Yeah, I mean, going going off, of, I guess, a gut feeling of mine is that I think the way the situation appears right now is probably quite a bit worse than it actually is in reality. Um, and I think that the, the summit they're having right now is, is going to be you know paramount in figuring out where they're standing, like you said, give it some time, and then hopefully we'll get some solid, concrete, unified information rather than, you know, blurbs uh, here and there from different people. So, yeah, I'd give it a week, and my gut feeling is that it's not going to be as bad as people are freaking out. It's not going to make people, you know, happy. They're not going to They're not gonna be like, oh, okay, it's all fine now. I mean, they're still going to be upset. But I think the initial knee-jerk reaction admittedly was – probably was reasonable with the way things are presented, but I think for the way things actually are going to be, or the way that they are now, is is going to be a bit more, uh, an easier pill to swallow for, for many of the players. Well, I mean, they haven't, as someone in the channel mentioned, you know, they still haven't actually committed to the fact that it, Legion is going to be a game that exists, um, because they don't even have that much concrete, and so, you know, it, it seemed to me that, uh, you know, diverting the majority of of dev resources away from uh, uh, you know a working game for something before you're even confirmed to be able to actually release it. You know, um, there there is no green light for for Eve Legion actually becoming a game. It is referred to as a prototype. Yeah, and and that's another thing they need to need to commit to is you know okay if we're going to do this we're going to do it we're not going to dance around it and, and be in this middle ground where nothing is really happening. If they're going to do Legion. Come on, say yes. We're gonna do this. You know. Well, I hate to say it, but I mean, somebody had to see this coming because Dust isn't gonna survive on the PS3 for much longer. I mean, 
tops, it has another three years on the PS3. Something is going to have to happen. But everyone expected PS4 to be that something. Yeah, it was the more logical progression rather than jumping to PC. I, I think actually most people expected to go to PS4 and PC because, uh, as Zell mentioned, uh, the architecture of the two is, is similar enough where you know porting is not really that that crazy, whereas you know PS3 to PC obviously is. So when you kind of but even then you're going to alienate people. I mean, there's going to be a cutover date looming above all of this, and until that date, you're not going to see the progression, the the updates, things that you really want to see until that cutover date. And you're going to alienate lots and lots of people who don't have PS4s mm-hmm. if you were to go that way. Uh, actually, no, I, I'm not. I'm not so sure about that, Bajran. Mostly because. And on the surface, by the way, I actually your your logic is 100% sound, and I'm only presenting this as somebody who's, who's been kicking around, you know, dust, no pun intended, for maybe about 18 months, you know, essentially around around the beta time. Um, I think the whole community, the minute the game came out on PS3, there was no question that this thing was going to move on, and at least in people's minds, there was no question it was moving on to PS4, and I think that. Some of the concerns that you're you're articulating, the community was pretty inoculated to. Like literally, if they'd walked out there and said, "Okay, this thing called Eve Legion, this is coming out on this is this is our goal for PS4, while we're going to show you." If they'd said that only, and then the rest of the spiel is no change, um, you'd have a enormously di- different reaction right now. Uh, I also tend to agree with uh, Pokey that I, I think a lot of us actually anticipated there would be some PC linkage. Now, in all fairness, there's there's a game called Warframe that that tries to do this too. There's a couple in plant side too. And what you see is because of the way Sony works with patches, it's a, they're a patch or two behind what the PC version is, mostly because of the controls that Sony puts on. So you have some very valid concerns, but I think this is just my observation of the dust side community. I think they were, they would have been much more inoculated to, to those concerns. And I think the minute people got on, because it's a socially driven game, much, much like Eve, People would have very quickly been made aware that you know the goal was to move this over to a PS4 in in relatively short order, and I, I think you would have probably seen people extremely positive about that, even if they had to go, hey, we're turning things off. There's going to be a gap for like 30 days, like we're going to literally cut dust off PS3, and then 30 days later it's going to pop up on PS4. I think I think people would have accepted that. Yeah, I mean, uh, you've seen this sort of thing with, with games like Final Fantasy 14, where the original the original game was released and it was you know, not very good. And the, you know, Square Enix said, okay, this game is shit. We're going to, you know, work on a reboot of the game and we're going to redo it. We're going to make it better and re-release it. And I, I, I'm a big fan of that because I think that's kind of where Dust was right now is that Dust in the PS3 was on a faulty foundation. It was, it was kind of growing like a skyscraper, but it, it couldn't get any higher because of that foundation. And they realized that they were, you know, grasping at, at, at strings at that point to try to, to try to make it better. And they realized that they need to go to a different platform to do so. So I think in terms of the health of the game, they made the absolute right choice because going to PC, they've got control of updates. They've got a stronger platform to build off of. They've got that ability to actually go where they want with the game and not be limited by the hardware. So, strictly speaking, from the health of the game, this is the the, the, the right move to make. Now, they've obviously made that. The question is, where do you you know put your players at that point? You know, well, well what are you going to do with them with with the console and whatnot? And I think it's it's easy to tell console players, well, just go buy a PC. That's not 
going to happen. You know, they, they, many players are not going to go out and buy a PC. They're going to stick to the console. They're going to buy a PS4. That's what they expected all along. So, you know, like I said, from a, from a completely business standpoint, they made the right call. From a community standpoint, they've got to come out with some more information. Now, on that note, if you, if you what uh, one thing I'd offer is maybe we could kind of uh, shape the topic a little bit more. Is if you took the whole drama about Eve Legion versus Dust and all that aside, if uh, let's kind of remove that part of it. All right, what you saw and what you heard in the streams or at FanFest in terms of what they were trying to deliver. I, this is my opinion. I, now I'm trying to f- sort of focus on, you know, what I think is a fairly positive message that frankly has been kind of coded with crap, you know, based on the delivery. They effectively were showing us almost everything that the community has been asking for for about two years. Uh, and they were showing some fairly concrete steps towards those things. I don't we- think so. Okay. So I, I what mean, do you think they were showing us? Well, I mean, at, at uh, in the keynote, the only thing they showed us was the bridge map with better graphics and trees. I mean, sure, I've seen th- threads just as well as everybody else asking for trees, but I don't think anybody um, they expected the you know year's progress to be the addition of trees and high-resolution textures. The progression system that they talked about was, you know, in that session was you know, definitely a step forward in terms of how many people think they should go about it. But it was also just, it was, there was no more depth to it than a forum post. Um, There was no decision making on it. It was all, this is just what we're thinking. Maybe at this time, it's an idea that we had. And in actuality, they really didn't show anything at at FanFest at all that didn't already exist in Dust on the PS3 other than things that well, they talked about that they would like to do that haven't implemented. So where well, we sit right now... I don't now, know if that's accurate. I mean, let, let me put it this way. They clearly showed that we were expanding out of Molden Heath into the rest of the universe. That's kind of a big thing. They clearly alluded to, or really flat out said, that there would be a mechanism for PvE, uh, and that was in terms of the, the salvage missions, uh, which has been another pretty big thing. Uh, they also indicated that there would be uh, some deeper linkages in terms of the economy, like a true shared economy. And that's where they got into the discussion about perhaps we make all the drop shoots BPOs and you pay for modules and weapons and, and some other discussion like that. But there was no discussion at all about having a two separate economies. It was literally like building Legion into the EVE economy uh, instead of trying to you know, backwards make it backwards compatible, so to speak, or try to do a, a bridge to it. So those are those are pretty significant. Uh, but they I also mean, clearly referenced me- mechanics for court battles or player-generated attorneys instead of what we were what we've been doing with like Planet Fight Club and some of the you know the drama with that. So I I, I can't I can't really say that they didn't they haven't been trying to deliver. And frankly, uh, I mean you're right. There it was the bridge map and and it was some better you know some better graphics and stuff, but I'm not sure I would have expected a lot different, you know, frankly, if it went over to a PS4 or PS3. He also clearly indicated that they're looking at different, literally different planet architectures in terms of the environment, which is fine. It's graphically pleasing and stuff, but I don't, I don't know that's a bad thing. He also indicated a way to third-party other people, uh, or at least change the dynamics of having a 16-on-16 sort of, you know, boxing match is what I equate a dust match to. But opening it up further once you get people in match or in the instance, if you will. So uh, all those things I think are very positive, and they spoke fairly forthrightly about them. I mean, I'm just does that sound right? 
we didn't see any actual progress in that. They just said this is, I mean, they that that just as well could have been that they took the 10 most liked threads on the features and ideas discussion board made slides out of them. There, we The only things we saw actual progress on was a replacement for the Merc quarters, um, you know, a new, new start screen, menu screen, and we saw a higher graphics quality map. We didn't see any real demonstration of actual progress you know i mean a lot of those things were things that they t- that they said they wanted to do in in dust and now say they can't right do it. but but my point is what would you what would you have wanted them to show you should any credit be given to ccp that over the course of time i mean they've basically taken and made a whole nother game should any credit be due to them for that we don't even know how much of a game we had we we saw we saw a menu screen, a rail rifle, and a map. We saw no act, act on objectives. We saw no um, no NPC AI in the game. We saw you know no example of any new um, interface in in what was actually practically shown. Um, you know they they ported the game to Unreal Four, and that's all that they really had to show. But I mean, a lot of the things they were talking about are basically menu driven. I mean, a lot of the issues the game has right now that that people talk about is you know an imbalance between gear and skills and, and whatnot and they, they address those issues but I mean, what they could have shown you for that would have been just a skill tree and you know it, it may be too early to show any sort of, of concrete skill tree but it's just a menu i mean i, I think showing the graphics off of the game showing the smoothness of the, of the gameplay was was more of a presentation rather than here look at a bunch of spreadsheets. And then I, I think that just because they didn't show a skill tree doesn't mean that they don't have, you know, one that they're building or they aren't working on it. You know, I, I think what they showed is probably the best that they could have to an extent. I mean, granted, there's no PVE, anything like that, but a lot of the stuff they talked about really wouldn't have been that great of a presentation. I don't know. I would like to see at least something more than uh a map that I've played on for the last year. Well, I mean, to their credit, they they started this right at six months ago with a, not even the same size dev team that they start that they're working on or they were working on Dust with. So, I I do I think Boz runs right. I, I have to give them credit. And here's the thing: it, even even if we all agree that the PS3 was not the long term answer, at some point, what, what they should have done six months ago is said, you know what, boys, we're starting to work on the next on the next iteration and it's going to pull away support from dust. So your patches are going to take longer to get out and they might not be the same level of content that you would have wanted. We would have all shut up and colored. And that's really what I think has burned a lot of people is that had they said something earlier, you would have had a lot less bitching about like, you know, are the patches, you know, what I wanted, is it this, is it that people would probably have accepted a slightly slower developmental cycle. Oh, it'd be Um, accepted. But there was, there was clearly an, uh, you know, the thought that, you had the entire team working on one game. Well, the reality is you had half the team maybe working on one game. So if from that aspect, I, there, there's no other way that they could build it on the PS4 or build it on the PC. It doesn't matter. I mean, they could build it on, on a fucking iPad. The, the point is they were going to have to decrement the support to Dust in order to initiate support for Eve Legion in whatever form that took. So I, I cannot fault them for that. Uh, what I fault them for is horrendous communications, uh, for the most part. Laser focused uh, on PS3. 
<laughs> exactly. <laughs> and we were making fun of them before that turned out to only be true for two weeks after they said it. I hate to completely disagree with you guys, but I mean, no matter when this came out, there was going to be revolt. I mean, let's let's think about this. Earlier in the game, you had these these booster packs or whatever. You know, some of them were thirty dollars, fifty dollars, and you know, upwards to hundred and beyond. Um, and then CCP, no matter when they came out and said it, oh well, we're dropping support for the game. You know, you've already had big disappointments with the community of you know taking away BPOs and all this other stuff. And then for the people that have spent Aurum, you know, month after month and bought the booster packs. And now you're gonna come out and say you're dropping the game for another project. It doesn't really matter when the news was delivered. It's gonna cause some tempers to flare. It, it, right, Bodron, it would have. But I again I think if if they had incremented this over time where it's like, hey, you guys all know we want to move to another another uh, platform, but we are we are going to maintain dust for at least X amount of time. I, I really, you're right. There would have been some butthurt people, no doubt, but it honestly would not have been the level that, that you're seeing now. And, and the reality is, you know, the community is small, but it is a pretty hardcore group and they all want that next generation game. But the way it's being delivered and pushed is, is tough. It should have so, come at a, you know, they should have announced it when they announced that they were giving everyone all the, the new drop suits and weapons and, and cloaking in 1.8. The, the, I think yep, the biggest thing fine. is they, they didn't, you know, they're, they're supposedly claiming that PS3 support will continue and that they're going to continue to release um, at the very least fixes and maybe some content for the PS3. But they had nothing of that to, to, to even put forward at FanFest. And I think that's why people have viewed it as the game is being canceled, the game is being completely set aside. Um, you know, our money is solely going to pay for um, a PC game that we're not going to play. Whereas if they'd said, you know, if they'd come out and said, okay, we're releasing this, 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 and this for the PS3. And by the way, we are also we are also pushing, you know, this percentage of our, our force to, to start working on porting the game to the Unreal 4 engine, um, it would have been absolutely a thrilling announcement. But that's not what they did. Yeah, they I just agree. said, you know, dropped on the side, and here's this cool new thing that we know the EVE players who are here will get excited about. I mean, the reality is if, if they took the first five minutes of CCP Rouge's presentation and changed it, they would have probably cut 70% of the fucking hate mail on the drama. Yeah, I mean, here's the thing. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, is that I? The, I mean, granted, I wasn't at Fan Fest. I didn't go to the roundtable, so you know, I, I could be wrong in some of these points. But the the feel that I got from the Legion presentation was that they're developing a first person shooter game that is structured a lot more like Eve, and then it's got more exploration, more of an open world sandbox sort of feel in it. But it has you know, dust combat as as the, its PvP aspect and part of its PvE. So my question is, if Legion has dust combat plus all this other extra Eve stuff, what's stopping them from developing that core combat experience on the PS3 with dust and mirroring that over to, to Legion, where you've got you know, the weapons are, are the same, how they perform is the same, the balancing is the same, it's just copied over to Legion. So 
in that regard, if, if that is indeed true, can they develop the games at the same time and, and use what they are working on in Dust in Legion at the same time? That way, Dust isn't necessarily losing support because Dust is effectively just a small facet of what, e- of what Legion is overall. It's kind of tinfoiling, but I, I, I think if they had approached it that way and said it that way, that people wouldn't have an issue because they would be maintaining that support while simultaneously working on Legion at the same time. Well, I mean, the first thing to, to just set aside is this whole notion that EVE Legion is a new game. Sure, it's a, it's a you know, a 2.0. It's it's starting from scratch on, on the code itself, I guess. But you're still talking about... It, it, it is all of the same promises that they made this year at FanFest to the same promises that they made, you know, a couple of years ago for Dust. There, It is Dust. It's just, you know, I, it's a marketing decision. It's, you know, oh, well, our Metacritic score doesn't go up or down later. It doesn't get a reset button. But if we give it a new, a new name, it does. Companies will review it like it's a new product. You know, I, I really think that's just... That's just a marketing speak thing, and I think that that's added a lot to the confusion because it's saying your game is canceled, and here's this new game that are, is for EVE players. Well, it's also an understanding that they have a five-year contract with Sony that Dust will remain a Sony exclusive, so they were legally unable to put Dust on the PC because it would break that contract. By making a game and by saying it's not the same game, even though we all know it is, they can kind of dodge that bullet, you know, and I think that's like you said, causing a lot of the confusion, but that's that's the reason why they're doing it. And I think they can't necessarily comment on it as to piss you know so many lawyers off. I don't buy the legal thing. I've I've heard too many people say that there isn't uh, isn't such a deal, including CCP saying that there is no exclusivity deal. And they've said that. Well, on I'm, the I'm not sure, so you know, I, I I can't confirm or deny that. So, but that's just my understanding. Can't confirm okay. or deny. You got the marketing speak down already. <laughs> oh, that's a low blow. See, uh, so I actually have a question for for both you guys. Um, knowing what we know now, and you know, the with some baseline assumptions here that you know, Dust Five One Four will end up staying on the PS3 for you know a while. Let's say two years, uh, while they're simultaneously developing Legion for a next gen platform. Okay, what is a a realistic and practical level of support? either in terms of uh, bug fixes or content that you can expect or that you would like to see uh, as, on the PS3 side. And I'm kind of asking both of you because you're both CPM1 candidates. Uh, and, and I just kind of want your take for that. What do you think is a practical and realistic expectation, knowing that the dev community for Dust is split in half? One's trying to develop the next gen, and the other ones are trying to sustain, to some degree, what we have in Dust now. In honesty, I think that... Uh... In terms of the actual models and code, we have all the they have all the tools there um, for the most part. Um, I don't necessarily think the game needs more weapons than it has now. To be honest, we've got what 20, 20 different weapons, give or take. Um, it's it's all numbers. The balancing has to keep going. The the issues fixing the cloaking has to happen. Fixing PC mechanics has to happen. And that's, again, that's a numbers thing. That's an economic shift sort of situation. How many clones for how much money, how much gets paid out in this and that situation. That's it. 
that's I mean the game isn't isn't entirely without its fun. I mean, you know, sometimes you have a bad day and sometimes you have a really good day and I don't think that it's, you know, impossible to make this game feel well to play long term, but they have to be they have to prove that they're going to do it because the reality is is you know, you said say Dust sticks it out 2 years. The reality is is Dust 514's time remaining on PS3 is not a decision that will be made just arbitrarily by CCP. That's going to come down to how many people are still playing it. And if CCP doesn't, you know, get right out front and as soon as possible say, here's what we're working on for Dust on the PS3 in the near future, you're going to see player counts steadily dropping until a point where matchmaking is not going to be able to do anything anyways, and there's going to be no point in keeping the server turned on. So, you know, it comes down to enough to keep people, you know, feeling that the game is actually improving and that the, the game is remaining fun to play. Yeah, but the same note, I think at this point in the game, uh, they need to be releasing content to show the player base that they're willing to commit to continuing on some degree, some development of dust. And that's why I bring up the whole, you know, mirroring, mirroring the, uh, the combat system over to at least to some degree over to Legion. That way they can work on both and still be making progress because it is numbers. You know, I mean, graphics aside, you know, weapon models, they don't really matter. It's all about numbers and how weapons perform and how suits perform and whatnot. And I think they can do both and they need to show the community that they will do both. Now, I think it was I think it was Rouge that said um, that they will continue to improve the Dust experience, but not necessarily release new content. Which I think the new the, the improving the experience is what you're talking about. You know, balancing right. issues, you know, tweaking numbers. I think that's that's good to some extent. I think they need to continue on some level, even if it's not big. You know, releasing four new drop suits this month. Uh, just you know, just adding something to the game within reason that shows the community we will continue to support for you know some time. But you know, as long as they are aware, eventually this will end, and we're going to be moving over to Legion in whatever form. And I, I think some minimal support in terms of content is important. I mean, people have been crying for for heavy weapons for you know a, a Galente and a Mar heavy weapon. I think that should still happen. That, you know, that I think be pretty reasonable, yeah. Yeah, I think I mean that there's some small holes that that need to be filled, and I think doing that is going to do wonders for for showing the community that CCP isn't totally giving them the finger, and then they can kind of work in how they're going to actually transfer that over to to Legion, how that's all going to work, you know, a little bit further down the line. And I would like to see some push towards a new game mode that doesn't require a lot of assets to to create. That's just you know again, it's a it's a mechanical thing in in Notion. Um, I think it might be kind of hard to say that we would get new maps because the maps that we already had in the pipeline got pushed and held back because they were, you know, they weren't able to optimize them well enough to uh, perform well on the PS3. And with the fact that they're working on a new game that has much greater limitations, I doubt they're going to be particularly motivated to keep trying to optimize those maps down to dust. So I don't know if we would see more maps. I think weapons would probably be fairly fairly simple and straightforward in many cases to get through. I would love to see another game mode. Um, I, I think that uh, the you know if the right game mode was chosen and, and just one additional game mode even was put in, it would give a lot of people a new you know a new experience and more variety to come in and play on because you know you want to mix it up you don't want to be doing the same thing over and over again yeah, yeah I, mean, I think I, if they either added court battles or some version of i don't dare i say even capture the flag uh 
but I would really like to see court battles because then you open up to a tournament structure that you can legitimately and run outside of PC. The players can do within their own do. corps, right? Players could do it within their own yeah, corps or corp versus corp, and it would just be fun stuff. And you know, like a UT, like the UT thing going on, I think it would be a yeah, lot of exactly. fun. That's exactly what it would end up being. And that's really just UI because um, you know, as it is, CCP Logic Bro can spin up custom matches. He's done it before, and really, all they need to do is create, you know, an option to expose that capability out to players to, you know, spin up a match for whatever reason they want. Yeah, and I think for, I think retaining players and in, in helping to kind of quell this this fire that's going on right now is that that has in itself inherent value. Now it's it's probably not that economically viable, but again, if they want to keep players around and hopefully move them to Legion either on the PC or the PS4, eventually they need to to throw us a bone here, you know. And like you said, there's lots of stuff they can do that requires little to no you know, asset investment. I mean, I've done some some concept theory crafting on converting existing maps over to a, a skirmish 1.0 sort of gameplay where you can, you know, have a true attack-defense asymmetrical battle. And it wouldn't really take that much in terms of asset creation. They could use existing maps. You know, it's it's all the same stuff. And I think trying to, to push some of that out is is going to do wonders. I mean, like, or, or court battles, like you said. People are crying for court battles. I know tons of people would love court battles. And it, like you said, all that is is UI. There's, there's nothing involved other than the UI. And if they could do that, it's going to make people happy, you know? It, it's that sort of thing that they could have announced at FanFest that would have been a nice segue into, here's what we're giving you now to kind of hold you over until... You know, Legion, and I, yeah. I think that needs to happen. If if they would have, I mean, if they would have said we're we're working on court battles that should be ready, you know, um, you know, in the next couple months, and we're also working on, you know, the next generation version of Dust. Here's a sample, and you know, I guess the tough point is still where they say it's PC only at this time, but they could have at least said, but we're looking into consoles as a bare minimum. You know, I mean, that I, I think the part that that really kind of roughed it up to was the next day when Hilmar was talking about a focus on PC as, as a company focus. But, you know, um, we, it's really just up in the air on that. I think. That's, that's a pretty good cut on that guys. Um, and I just kind of wanted to transition kind of off of that since we kind of walked you into a, uh, a sort of what, a, like a what now discussion, but uh, you know, Sort of what I'm looking at is you guys are both CPM1 candidates. And you're both, uh, you know, truth and lending. You're both friends of mine. So uh, I do occasionally have to ask you some hard questions uh, just to keep this, keep this fairly legit. So th- there's been a lot of discussion in the last 48 hours about the role of the CPM. Um, I think all three of us, and really Bajran and Pukin more so, are, are, we're all very familiar with what the CSM can do, or, or and in some cases what it can't do on the EVE side. Um, what are your thoughts on how the CPM functioned or the position they were put in, uh, you know, leading up to this and at FanFest sort of having to help pick up the pieces? Um, and the extension of that is, why do you still want to be the C- be a CPM? And Soraya, I'll let you go first. Um, yeah, it's, you know, the CPM, um, they did, I think, probably pretty close to the best with what they could do. Um, I mean, it's it's a terrible and cruddy situation there. I mean, I know a lot of people who knew CPM members pretty closely, um, you know, felt very betrayed uh, in a lot of in a lot of regards, and and 
that was one of the the more direct things that I saw. But the reality is, is, you know, a lot of these things occur in game and these relationships are also to some degree still in game. And when you talk about a non-disclosure agreement, it's, you know, it's serious business. That is a legally binding contract and you can get yourself in a lot of, you know, completely out of game, real life crud for breaking it. Um, so, you know, I, I certainly uh, don't think that uh, they did anything wrong by choosing not to not to break it. Um, and, you know, it's not like the CPM could convince CCP to decide what platform to release the game on either. That's, you know, uh, we obviously I, th- I think we've we've gotten some impression j- from them so far just how much uh, CCP didn't listen to them. But, uh, you know, I, I think CCP is listening to him tonight. I think you are correct. Uh, so now, Zell, again, knowing all of this and understanding the uncertainties involved in, in going forward, what makes you still want to serve as a CPM? Well, I've got a community of players here um, that I've played with for a year. I've put a lot of effort into, into, you know, helping these guys and working with them and participating in the community. And I want to continue um, that, you know, as much as we've seen what happens with CCP and their ability to listen to, um, you know, the CPM, I think it's a process. And it, it's something I've said before is that, you know, Shanghai is learning from, from you know, once again, that they need to actually listen to um, the CPM, just as the Eve, you know, Reykjavik had to learn that to take the CSM seriously. And I think with every one of these snafus, and this is by far not the first where CCP was told well in advance by the CPM, bad idea, man, bad idea. But with every every step, I think that we're getting closer to a point where the CPM um, is able to be an effective component to that. And uh, it's, it's going to take time, and it's not going to be done in time for the CPM1 to be elected. It's not going to be done by the end of the CPM1's term. It's going to be a continual process of getting CCP to listen to the people who know what they're talking about. Well, let's go the, the other way around. The, the, let's reverse that question as well, or, or add to it is, what is it going to take now from the CPM, the current and the new coming up, to get players on board with CCP's ideas, <clears throat> especially with Legion, to maybe bridge that gap that they whacked with the fucking axe at FanFest, right? And their inability to communicate with the players. Um, what what can the CPM uh, zero and CPM one do to bridge that gap? Well, as I told some of the the CPM uh, earlier today, that uh, when they're at that summit, I, I think the biggest thing they need to reiterate is that they need to CCP needs to put their money where their mouth is on uh, continued dust support on PS3 and decide what they can do in the near future and and announce it. Um, sure, think- but what about but what about the CPM and the players, right? Uh, one thing that I think most of the CSMs have learned in in the past is that it's not just them going and talking to CCP, but their ability to communicate with the players as well to what can they do because it, it, it's been a, it's a, you have to go both ways you're, you're right in the you know as a, C, as a cpm member uh representing the community you got to be able to do both right you got to be able to not only talk to CS, the uh, ccp but you got to be able to talk to the players what do you think that they need to do right now to bridge that gap with the players i i, I think it's it's 
tough because right now, like I've seen so many discussions with the CPM have tried to get into it and uh, they get chewed out really, really fast. But it's it's all going to come down to, you know, emphasizing that they are indeed doing their job. And I, I'm hoping, too, that we're going to see uh, we should see some some sort of minutes out of the CPM summit. And um, the big thing is just going to be the CPM kind of needs to restore a bit of uh, community faith, um, not not just in, in CCP, but the CPM itself, um, which you know, because and players I think don't the feel CPM zero, I think CPM elected. zero. Right, and I think, well, and that's what I was going to comment on, is I think CPM Zero has had to learn what the other CSMs had to learn is you can't always say, it's I was ND8, I was ND8, I was ND8. you got to come back and say, okay, well, we were ND8 during this, so we really couldn't tell you this. However, look, guys, we're, we're, let's swell this out. We can either do this or we can do that, you know, and work with the community say, okay, look, this was hacked. You know, we warned them. They didn't listen, so this is what, what you know. Let's let's do this, this, and this. And what, you know, if you remember, one of our CSM candidates, along with uh, some other people's help, took a list of 99 things to CCP. They you know and said, look, and and what if CSM did or CPM did that? Say, look, let's let's drop a list. Let's let's talk about and get a list of everybody's issues. You know, let's try to get to see what we can do. You know, that's the kind of ideas that I'm looking at. What I mean, what other things can can the CPM do, current and the new, to help CCP restitch this back together? If if people are if they are here for the game and they are here to represent the community, but they have to it's the other way around too. They're gonna have to put CCP's kind of face on, right? Um, it's kind of the benefits of being you know. See, so you got to drink a little of that Kool Aid and and go back the other way as well. You know, that's that's the the job of them, right? So, what do you think they need to do going forward? Well, I know they've been putting together um, questions, and they're just trying to get clarifications, uh, um, you know, on things and trying to communicate back to the player base um, on kind of the things that CCP wouldn't say or, or didn't want to, because you know, as soon as a dev says something, it's it's officially law, and they've been doing their best to come back and say, well, you know, here's what they they can officially say now, uh, you know, and here's what they're actually, you know, would like to think down the road. All right, that's fair. The um, you know, we'll sort of pose the same questions to Pokey, uh, and sort of, you know, you kind of free flow into that how you want, Pokes. But uh, what's your what's your sort of take on this going forward as a uh, CPM one candidate, and where do you where do you see the CPM one can assist in bringing the players a little bit closer to CCP, and maybe vice versa? Well, I mean, first of all, I think. CPM Zero kind of got blindsided by this. I mean, they they were asked to do this, you know, a year ago for quote unquote three months, and they had no idea this is going to segue into switching platforms and then the mess that followed. So, you know, I, I think in that regard, they, they kind of got blindsided, but they were probably doing the best they could given the information. Um, I think it's unfair to blame. Uh, the CPM zero, like uh, some players have been doing for this happening, because I think in terms of what CCP felt, this was a necessary move. I would agree. Now, what I do know is that they were screaming the whole time, you know, you need to present it properly or it's going to blow up in your face. And obviously, uh, CCP did not take that to heart and it blew up in their face. So I think in that regard, you know, hopefully this mess has taught, you know, Shanghai that 
when it comes to presenting information to the players, you should probably listen to the players because they know how they're going to react because developers don't know how to do a presentation <laughs> of this magnitude without botching it, as you clearly saw. So, you know, in, in that regard, I, I think it's, I, I'm hopeful that CCP might have learned something that might be uh, hoping for a lot here, but, uh, you know, in, in that regard, I'm, I'm guessing it, that it, it would be a bit better, you know, with coming changes. Now, as far as, you know, what I think the CPM1 needs to do, I kind of touched on this before, but they need to show and get CCP to show that they are still committed to their players, not just committed to the development of another game. And while the Legion on, PS, you know, on PC was probably necessary, they still have a player base they need to take care of, and you can't just throw them in the mud, you know. And that's what it looks like right now. And so, like I said, they need to continue to show that they are going to support Dust. They are going to make the transition from Dust to Legion as smooth as they possibly can. Now, I know there's going to be a drop. I mean, people are not going to buy PCs. Not everyone's going to buy a PC. PS4 may not happen. Shit's going to happen, but they need to ease that in as best as they possibly can. And I think that stressing to them that there are options they have which are financially viable and in, in, in time, you know, time, time-wise viable that they can do to support the community, that needs to be a primary focus at this point. That needs to be what can we do to keep the players happy, to show them that we are still faithful to them, not just to our pocketbook, and you know, and really hammer in that we will continue to support Dust to an extent. This is how much we are willing to do, and we are going to continue work on Legion and try to get that transition as fluid as possible. Because, like I said, you can't screw over a player base that is this loyal and this dedicated to the game. I mean, we've people, especially people from from beta, we've been through some shit when it comes to to playing this game. I mean, this is for me speaking as a player. We've been through some shit. We've put up with a lot of shit. We're still here, or you know, mostly here, and they they can't ignore that. You know, that, that that's that's key that they can't just ignore that dedication. So, showing their commitment to us is necessary for our commitment to them. And if they want to salvage this, that needs to be a, a primary focus. And I think CPM one that's going to be their focus right there. Um, so, you know, making sure to bridge that gap. Now, kind of what Pukin was talking about in how you work. You know, because it, it, it does go both ways. Is you need to go to CCP as CPM and say, here are things that people want. What is viable for implementation? You know, what is what is possible? What can we do? And you work out between the two of you what systems and assets and features can be added to Dust, which will be you know within CCP's business plan. And if they're being stingy, you really got to hammer in. Listen. You can't screw these people over. They are going to be, you know, the seed for Legion. These are the people that are going to be moving to Legion. They are going to be your beta testers. They are going to be your player base starting off. If you burn them, you're back to square one, and you don't want to go there. And, and going the other way, you need to make sure you take what you're doing with CCP and go to the players and go, listen, just want to show you, and it's all about the presentation, you know. Content is great, but it's all about how you present it to the players, and CCP is, is failing at that. So CPM needs to go, here's what we're working on with CCP, this is what we're giving to you guys, You know, this is how it relates to Legion, this is how it relates to Dust, this is how we're moving forward. And you need to keep that forward momentum 
Otherwise, it's going to stagnate and die. And I think that's that needs to be the primary focus of, of CPM how, is supporting the, the player base. How many CPM zeros have blogs up um, other than in the forums, the, the, the dust farms? How many of them have other forms of media that they're communicating out? Well, I mean, part of the problem for them has been that, uh, you know, there's a couple that I know of outright, um, but they haven't been able to say anything about game development for the last six months. Right, no, uh, yeah, okay, put, put that aside. And I understand that, you know, and they're always going to have the NDA, NDA. However, how many of them have blog sites or any other form of media out there? Because it, it's, it, it, you know, the, the moment, and, and this was something that our CSM had to learn too, is that, and it was tough because, uh, you know, guys would get into the CSM that were bloggers, that were podcasters and stuff. And for that whole year, they, they, they didn't know what to say or what they could say, and they stopped blogging, or they stopped, and they literally stopped. And a lot of those people weren't getting voted back on because players, you know, don't want to hear NDA, NDA, NDA. But there are people like Mike Azariah, uh, Ripper Tag, a bunch of other guys that are on the CSM that still continue to blog, that can still are able to communicate, and and you don't hear every other paragraph because the NDA can't say this. They find ways to communicate back and forth with the community without breaking NDA. However, still being able to communicate to show that they are participating, that they are working with things, and you can communicate. As a as a CSM member, by just asking questions of the community, say, "Hey, what is your idea about this? What is your idea about that?" Hypothetically, you know, it, you know, something I'm thinking about. What if I push this to CCP? You know, that's some of the things that these other CSMs have done in the past, and the ones that are currently on are still doing. CPM zero. How many of them have blog sites or any other form of media? That are active? Not many. I think zero, actually. Yeah, I would agree. And that, that's largely why they've been kind of hated by the community. Not that they're not doing anything, but it appears that they're not doing anything because of that lack of communication. Exactly. And so when you do have a blow-up situation like this, you don't have you know the CPM zero going out going, okay, this really sucks, but give me some feedback. What you know, and and acting like CP, you know, C, like members of the of a council that's wanting to be there for you, they're sitting back going, "Yep, we told them. I can't tell you what we said because it's all NDA," and and that's not a sense of somebody that you want representing you, right? And yes, they, that's a learning curve, and we we kind of talked about that, like CPM, you know, but uh, what's his name that's on there on the CPM zero um, that switched Hans. Hans should have known better. Hans should have been preparing people. Hans should have been, you know, really working with people saying, look, guys, you know, we got to get out there. Let's put our big boy pants on. We got to put our waders on because the shit is fucking rolling thick. But let's go grab our community. Let's go do what, we, you know, these guys voted us in for. You know, let's show the community that, you know, we're still here, that we're going to do things instead of curling up in a ball, being like their whip little people, you know, with tape across their mouth. Yeah, you know what I mean, it's, yeah, and I think, I think that that's a big part of the CPM, you know, CCP relationship is you need to be communicating with them saying, okay, I want a list of exactly what I can talk about 
you know, what, what is going to be safe outside the NDA that I can talk about and, and, and talk about it. And then also, like you said, you ask questions, you, you, you go, well, what's your thought on this? You know, and you do it publicly. You don't do it through private, you know, chat channels. You don't do it through, you know, tiny Skype channels. You get out there and, and you speak publicly. I mean, regardless of how the election goes, you know, biomass here is going to continue. You know, I, I think this is a good thing for the community. It's something that we don't really have right now, but if elected CPM, you've got a medium now that where we can get out there and, and, and get that information out there and speak about, you know, what do you guys think in a public medium that's not hidden away? It's not, you know, tucked away in some corner of the forums. It's out there. And I think you, having that weekly update is, is crucial. And that's a lot. That's a lot of why I want to do this, you know, is just to talk about it publicly. And you've seen and you've seen the way we grill Mike Azariah when he comes on here, right? But Mike never breaks the NDA. However, he's still able to point people in the right directions. Hey, did you check out this part on the forms? Hey, did you see what this guy said? Hey, you know, he might go, Hey, I can't directly talk about that, but here's you know, did you see my thoughts about this? Did you see the you know, and and finding different ways to communicate? And I think that's what you guys really need right now for as CPM members, and and maybe you two guys are like those right guys because you are out here doing this. You guys got this podcast. Of course, this is your your very first pilot episode, but keep and you guys do this and you continue to do it. That's what I think your the community of, of dust five one four slash legion needs you know is the people going okay and and because ccp isn't going to round them up ccp isn't going to go out there and give them all giant hugs and say you know yep we you know bend over we you know you know you can stand back up we're done fucking you in the ass now right they're saying hey you, you know they're not going to do that right you that's going to be the cpm that does that says hey okay guys let's all let's come let's have uh come to jesus meeting and let's all sit down, maybe hold a town hall and say, give us your thoughts, talk to us, you know, and, and just listen. It, a lot of people feel that, you know, a lot, they just want to vent, right? Z, the, yeah. lot of, the lot of your player, the player base right now just wants to vent. Let them speak. Let them get it out and let it get it out into a, into a public arena where they feel then that they got it out and, and it can get it out of their system. And then you, and at the end of that meeting, you go, all right, we're going to work on this. We're going to talk to CCP about a lot of your concerns. We're going to construct it so that maybe we can push it into your ear, you know, so they understand this. This is our goal to develop, you know, and, and one of those, one of our CSMs had to sit there and say, our goal this year is to make it so that we are valuable to CCP. This is our goal. You know, when Matani was in and them, he's like, we are going to grab the, C we're going to make it so that the CSM is a viable tool for CCP. And yeah. that's what you guys got to do the same thing. We this is going to be our focus our year. We're going to just you know what we're going to concentrate on the relations between CPM and CCP. To the yeah, maybe that's of the uh, of the CPM guys. I mean, even the CSM knew that this was coming. And you know, I if I remember correctly, you had one of the CPMs actually drop out and quit. Because uh, he saw yes. this was coming. Maybe to their credit, you know, they knew this was coming. And I hate to say it, but that'd be a massive downer for anybody. And they knew that even if they went to the community, whatever they would bring back, whatever feedback they bring back from the community would be falling on deaf ears because they're pretty well dropping development for dust. 
So what use will it be? What? But here's the thing, Bajran, and this is something, and I'm going to go back into a little customer service. I haven't ranted on customer service for a really long time, but I'm going to pull a little bit here out on your guys' first episode. Uh, okay, just so everybody knows. All right, if anybody listens to Podside, which, by the way, is one of the top two podcasts on Dust. I won't mention the other one, right, Bajran? The uh, it, it, customer service might be the hottest of hot buttons for one each, far from puking. Yeah. I've been poking it for a while. <laughs> and I, you know, I've been really good for like over a year now to, to go on a long rant. And I'm not going to go on a long rant. I'm just going to pull a little bit out. But here's the thing. When it comes to companies and customer service, one of the things that when, when I did new hire training for our technicians at Comcast, you know, going in there and how, how you deal with customers, you know, when you want to put the company face on and you go out and you're going to do your job, when the 10 guys prior to you fucked it up, when uh, the people on the phone were making promises and they got dropped, and when you see the ads and they're not, prom- you know, you're not getting what you're promised, you still got to go out there. You are sitting there with that shit ball in your hand, right? And what are you going to do with it? And, you know, one of the main things for customers is that they're being heard, not necessarily that they that it's going to get fixed right at that moment, not that, not that they need that instant gratification, but as that they're being heard. And as long as, and this, and this was, you know, when I was in the Army, it was the same thing. It was all, when I was going through the primary leadership training course in, in the Army, you know, going to, for my E5 to become a sergeant, it was kind of the same thing was reflected in there as well is, you can sit as a as a supervisor and just keep nodding your head, looking at him, and working on him, and and listening to the guy as he's venting. You know, as your soldier or your you know, and you do this with the customers too. You nod your head. You understand. You affirm to them that yes, we are listening to you. You know, and then when it, when they're done venting, which on the average takes about seven minutes, when they're done venting, then you can say, all right. I got your concern. I'm noting it down. It's not, I can't, there's maybe something that you can't do about it right then and there to, to really make it better. But as long as they feel that they're part of a solution, as long as they feel that they put their word in, that they are being listened to, no matter how unhappy they are, they, they will stay because they feel that you're openly and engaged with them. Right, that you're that you're that you have that you have legitimate concern that you listen, and CCP does not do that in any way, shape, or form. Whether it's through their um, through their presentations that they do at FanFest, through you know the petition system that we have in in even our uh, deal, through any of that, they they don't give it. It's like here we're gonna push it out. It's not a two-way street. We don't really give a shit, you know. We just you're gonna take it and take it how it is. And and it seems like the only time people ever get their words in is if they're on the CSM, the CS, uh, the CS, uh, the CPM, or they're at a at a fan meet, right? That's what it seems like. That's the only time they get the words in. Yes, they have the forums on the on the on the site where you can go. But I know I put stuff up in there, and you, 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 they probably just roll their eyes back the moment they see my name because as much bitching as I've done, don't they just glass over and pass up? But, but that's the thing, you know. As long as they show something, customers will will be a lot more tolerant. You can only do it so many times, but they'll be, um, 
you know, they'll be tolerant. And I think that's that's where we got to go to now. And, and if, if you take that as a CPM or in a CSI member and look at it too, that yeah, you're not an employee of uh, CCP. However, you're kind of been charged with some stuff from CCP, you know, some duties from CCP, but you're also charged with the duties from, you know, you're, you're, you're going to be held accountable by the community that voted you in. So, yeah. but to... To bring it back to what you said, you said you worked for Comcast at one point, right? Yep. Okay, so just to throw out a hypothetical example here, let's say that you go to a customer's house, and I don't think you did this job, but they've got a problem with their internet. Well, their modem's not working right. So you say, okay, I've got a new modem. It'll do this, this, and this, and it'll be far superior to your, to your current one that you have. You go out, you get it, you put it in. Well, customer still wants to talk to you about the old modem and all the problems that it had, and your rebuttal to them is, why are we talking about this? I've got you a new one. Let's not worry about the old one. It was tough, and I and I, I tell you what, one of my biggest frustrations when I worked at Comcast as a tech in the field was when you were go, when you're going from analog to digital, and you're putting in these new digital boxes, and you and you got this guy with this. 45 year old tv you know right that, and that's, that, and that's it, what it, i'm which, saying with dust and project legion is if if if, if the csm or the community comes to them it's like this conversation is not valid we've got new stuff <laughs> right and, and it's tough because uh, you know like um one of the things uh to call and and i, and I don't know we want to move the song and i see the the chat here but one of the things that you know, like back in the day, is when you when you had a cable ready TV, a cable ready TV was is deemed that uh, according to the FCC as any TV any TV that can receive all the cam cable channels that are given out you know freely, you know through the, the the you know freely or whatever as cable that's that's considered cable ready or that you can receive the whole bandwidth that the cable company provides. Well, the 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 cable bandwidth over time. Grew, you know, like you know, let's say you like on your dial, your your you know the old radio station dial stuff, like you see in your car, you know, you start out at what is eighty six kilohertz, right, and and you go up or megahertz and go up, right, all the way up to one hundred and eight. Okay, now if you extend it onto that, you know. Your, your 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 the older radios can't do it, but the newer radios would be able to do it, right? So your TV or your radio wouldn't be radio ready, <laughs> you know. You would say to receive everything out there. Well, anyways, that was a problem trying to explain to older people, older people watching TV that you know over the years everything's progressed, progressed, progressed. But you're right. You hey, I got something that's bigger, it's better, but it's a little, maybe a little bit more complicated, and and it was tough. But you you what you do in that position is you just let them vent. On the average, it takes. Seven, you know, it takes seven minutes. Seven, seven times fourteen is a lot to a game developer. Just saying. Are you going to sit down? I, I understand. <laughs> I, I, I understand. You know, but seven minutes. In fact, most companies out there, you know, like uh, my wife works for Wells Fargo. Um, 
and she's been, you know, when she worked at, she worked at Comcast as well on the phone. She's a phone banker now, but at the time she was a customer service rep at Comcast. She worked on the phone. Everything they did was based on seven minutes. When we sat out and we, we actually did this as, as techs out in the field, we, we had to take timers with us and we would let a customer vent, give their opinions of what's going on, blah, blah, blah. And you took the average and it was seven minutes. Uh, right now, now that she's working at, um, at uh, at Wells Fargo, it's the same thing. Seven minutes. You got seven minutes to deal with a customer. That's seven minutes. You give a you let these people give them seven minutes of their time. And I and granted, you know, we have how many you know five hundred million or five hundred thousand, you know, subscribed customers, right? Although how many of those are alts? But you know what? You get what I'm saying. That's a lot of people that got to put it up. That's why yeah, you, you know the you, forums you and that stuff. You tell me yeah. a game developer that wants to sit down and listen to 14 people bitch about something that's old news to you, something you're not even developing on, and take 98 minutes of your life. But, not going to happen. But However, but that hour, that a little over an hour and a half, might save them millions of dollars. So let's but, put it into a dollar ratio for their okay, time. Would you have on this focus? Yeah, I, I think I think this kind of goes back to what you were talking about before, and I, it also kind of goes to what Zell was saying, is that I, I think that this, the CPM and the CSM have a sort of power that the, the developers and the, the community don't have, and that if a developer says something, it is law. If the developer mentions anything, people will freak out going, oh my god, MTACs are coming. No matter what they say, they'll, they'll, they'll do that. But a CPM member can get out there. They can ask questions. They can say stuff. They can have that seven-minute conversation with people, and it, it doesn't set anything in stone. They can speak in an unofficial capacity where developers can't do that. And CCP needs to realize that the CPM can do that, and they can't. That is, that is the biggest thing that they can do is they can speak in an unofficial capacity. They can have that seven-minute conversation, and they can be that filter, which takes – those complaints and speaks to the CCP and goes, okay, here are the issues in a nutshell. And they can have, and they can again talk to CCP and then go to the players and speak in that unofficial capacity and say, effectively, this is what we're working on. What do you guys think? Without people freaking out saying we're getting fighters and MTACs and, you know, un and unicorns and dust. And I, I think that as, as long as we can hammer in to the developers that this is what we are capable of that you cannot do. You need us to do this. Otherwise, you're going to have a freaking fiasco like you did at FanFest. That's where the effectiveness is going to come, and that needs to be a primary focus of CPM1. And, and see, it, even CSM was notified about this, but because of how heavily NDA dust is right now, you can't really leak any of that information. You can't. If, if CCP hasn't broken it publicly, you can't talk about it. Yeah. Right, but you can still have that conversation and handle those issues that I was talking about earlier. That, no, you can't. Oh, not with no, breaking that no, no, info. No, no, no. Hold on, let me finish. Is that you can go to CCP and go, okay, we understand that this is, in this, this is a necessary change for you guys. We understand it's going to happen. But these are the issues that the players have. And taking into consideration what we know about what you're going to do with Legion... You also need to make sure you are focusing on these issues for dust, otherwise the players are going to lose it. And, you know, that didn't happen. I don't know what the CPM said. I'm not saying they said anything or, or, or said something, but, you know, that, that's key and that you go – that because you are privy to, 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 you know, secret information from CCP, you need to make the judgment on 
these are what the players want. I know what's going on. How can we work these two together? And that's what's key. You may not be able it to talk is... about Legion to the players, but you can still make that connect between the players and CCP and not break the NDA. And one of the CPMs, you know, and I think even one of the CSMs put this out, said, hey, you know, the changes that are coming up, everybody's going to hate them. But however, if you would have turned around and said, but guys, keep stay open-minded when you hear this information, stay very open-minded, you know, grab the seats of your chair, you know, or whatever, maybe, you know, bite your tongue because things will get better. You know, they have to give some reassurance because remember what I said, you, ha you, you do your, okay, you let them vet, but then you got to turn around and give them some reassurance, right? So you, you got to do both because if you just do one or you just do the other, it's, it's a two-part thing. You have Absolutely. to... You, it, it's there's got to be some reinsurance. So if that one, see that one, and, and I don't remember where the information came from. I just remember hearing it. It was that if 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 that one person would have said, okay, it's really gonna suck, guys. We're really gonna take it in the shorts was, on this it one. Mike. <laughs> it was, you know, I mean, it probably was Mike. It, and 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 then and then come back and say, look, but it's gonna change things forever. It's it's a it's a it's gonna it's a smart business decision that they have to make and it's a hard one, but guys we got to get behind this, you know. And and if they would have done that or somebody from the CPM would have came out and did that, I think too they would have been better braced for the information that they would have gotten at FanFest. Just like then that you know and that's something that right now that Zion was commuting trying to communicate in the Twitter right and he's gonna be on 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 Tuesday, you know on on Podside. And he's going to come out because he was there. He was at the panel. He sat out there with the seat, you know, because they couldn't get it. The, the panel, remember, that if you hear about this, that, the, that the, the panel for DOS, nobody showed up to. They, they, they added, ended up doing an, and they ended up doing an ad hoc, you know, you know, panel for it. And they got a couple of guys to come in from CP, CCP that kind of just sat there and just did deflect the whole time. Um, but when it was all said and done, you know, Zion's like, look, guys, we're on this. Wait till I come back, and we'll talk about this on Tuesday. He's got ideas. He's talked to the Dusties that are there in in Iceland, the ones that he could get a hold of. And, you know, they were talking about this, just kind of like we're, what we're doing now. So hopefully, hopefully, you know, that that message can be conveyed that, hey, guys, and, and what you guys are doing on the show here tonight, too, is the same thing. Hey, guys, this, you know, this is it. You know, but now let's try to see, you know, you know, okay, we've all vented for the last few days. Everybody's been venting. Now, how are we going to go forward? I, yeah, you know, I hate, I hate to say this, I mean, and I mean, not to continue it, but there is no easy way to lessen the blow of this. Either way, you're going to get the backlash. It's, it's like somebody coming up, coming up to you and saying, you know, your PS3 is going to red ring in six days. It doesn't matter you know, whether they tell you now or three hours before it happens, it's not going to lessen the blow. It's going it's, to suck. It's all about damage control. It's all about damage control. It's going to suck. You know, it's going to suck. And you're still going to have, you know, pipes bursting. But can you can you limit the amount of damage that they can be done? They everyone up for what this was was they they they, they did it out they did the, they did it wrong right they hyped everybody up you know to and then it just made that when they you know it overpressurized the balloon so when they popped the balloon it was that much more of an explosion and i agree i, I think that's a pretty good way to look at it guys and, um, you know 
one, one thing I, I think we've got some wise counsel over here by some you know, Eve players that have been on for a long time. And like I said, everybody on this channel has, has played Eve before, some to a lesser degree or others. We have different exposure to the CSM uh, and now the CPM. But don't don't forget, this team at Shanghai is distinctly different from the guys at, at uh, in Iceland. It, it, they're all CCP. There's clearly some cultural co connections there. Uh, and I don't mean just the, the you know the Viking evilness that Kukin uh, lays out on us, but the uh, but literally, um, the, and this is something that the C CPM Zero team has talked about. They had to train the Shanghai team how to work with a you know a player council, and that's not small. And I think that's a, some discovery learning. And um, you know, kind of in the interest of time, I wanted to kind of move this on a little bit, if that's okay, guys. Is that, is that all right with everybody? Yeah, go for it. Okay. Now we do have the advantage of having Pukin and Bajra on, and literally, I just wanted to take a couple of minutes, just your initial thin slice thoughts of, from an Eve player's perspective, how did FanFest go for you guys? I mean, I, I know that there's a lot of changes to industry. I'm I'm tracking that, and but if you could kind of talk to it at the sort of novice or newer player level, uh, what did FanFest mean for you as an Eve player? Uh, and I'll kind of tee that up to uh, Pukin first, and then Bajran, and then we'll. We'll okay. do shout outs and we'll take it off. Um in prior years, you know, when you come out of there you're you're super energized, like this is gonna be cool, even ten years and even the promises that they don't upkeep or whatever, it always looks really cool. They always put enough fluff on there and it always it was enough rejuvenation and you know, to rejuvenate the batteries to get me wanting to play again for the next year. And if that's their goal, they succeeded. Because I do come out of every fan fest that way. You know, this is going to be cool. All right, I love their future. I love what's going on. And um, I'm one of those those guys that kind of is gullible to that. I, you know, um, you know, six months down the road, it's like, man, they said they were going to do this at fan fest, you know. And then you're kind of dragging it out, and then the next fan fest pops up. Um, this year, I didn't come out as hyped. But it's really kind of cool that they have a, a better roadmap. And if they can do what they projected they wanted to do, it's cool. I, I like it. I, I love it, the, the ideas. Uh, I'm not really a huge industry person. Uh, so to me, the industry changes. You know, I got mixed. I hear about a, mixed, a lot of mixed feelings from, from the players. Um, you know, I don't mind going out and mining and just handing the, the stuff over to my the industrials because I am the CEO of a corp. So I look at things at a more top level or in a part of the uh, uh, leadership for an alliance. So I look at things at more of a top level and at the metagame level. At the metagame level, I see some really cool opportunities. Uh, you know, the politics, the the way the game can be played. You look at the chessboard and you're adding some new things to the chessboard, and I think it's awesome. Um, and I think there's some changes that really needed to be done. Um, the mixture of all three games coming out, awesome. I think it's really, really cool. Um, if they can put, you know, Legion slash Dust, not you know, whether it was on the PC or, or whether it's on a console, for me, just having that, that, that component, you know, watching that trailer was great. If we could have things like that's in those trailers, but every year they show us a really super cool trailer, and that's really cool cinematics that we don't have in these games. You know, and, and and so you you tend to bite your tongue a lot on it, but um, I, I think it's cool. I, I I took it every year I come, but I'm maybe just not as hyped as I am in the last few ones, but um, but it looks cool. And I think it's enough to energize me for the next year. So that's that's Bajan? my part. Yeah, cool. I appreciate that, Puken Bajan. What do you think? 
Well, um, for those of you listening to the podcast, I'm on the completely different end of the spectrum as Pukin is. I'm a low sec, very, very small gang guy. I'm not leadership. I am a diplo, but of a very small alliance in comparison. Um, I'm not a jaded player by any sense. I'm still to this day, after all the years of playing Eve, I'm a bright-eyed newbie. Um, and everything that, that, that I saw there um, looks good to me. I was I was very excited whenever they talked about adding a new faction ships, the Mortis Legion ships. Um, I'm a low sec player. I'm not I'm not much in, into the other areas of space except for low sec. That's my domain. That's where I hang out. And the fact that they're adding that new faction into the low sec space, and that's going to be the only place it's going to be, really excites me because um, there's some very cool looking ships there. I'm not, uh, sadly because I didn't get to watch the whole presentation and everything, I don't remember the bonuses, if there were any given out, um, but I, I really this look forward to... Scrambling. Oh, oh yeah, 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 they, they did announce that, the, uh, the warp scrambling and disruption range bonuses. I am absolutely looking forward to that stuff. Um, the industry changes, I'm not much of an industrialist. I have done it in the past, but very, very little. Um, I've I've mainly just done Tech One ma- manufacturing, and I don't have any means or uh, plans to to do manufacturing r- right now. I hope that it doesn't affect the ship prices too terribly much, because I love blowing up my ships. Um, but yeah, basically everything that I saw there, uh, just as with all the other fan fests that I've watched, really excited me. Um, I, I was kind of disappointed to hear about the dust thing because I do faction warfare and dust is kind of a big part of what I do. It helps with the systems, uh, it either helps us take the systems quicker or makes it harder for us. And I hope that dust, you know, doesn't completely fall apart and they continue to aid us in our, in our progress out there. And, you know, eventually when Project Legion comes out, I hope that it picks it right back up. Um, there's nothing that disappointed me from FanFest. Uh, I mean, it all, looked, all looks great. I'm really excited about what they got coming out. And their new development cycle, I am really excited about. Because I think that that's going to, ch- to continue to diversify the landscape of EVE. And I think we can all remember a time of being a bit jaded, uh, complacent with where Eve was, the ships that we fly, and I never want to be there. Um, I always want to change and diversify my game, and that's what I'm really looking forward to with it. That's awesome. I I really appreciate that, and I appreciate you guys kind of um, talking it at at kind of a basic level. We we have a lot of veteran players in the Dust community, but we actually have a surprising amount of people that were brought into Eve uh, from Dust. Uh, and, and I think having veteran guys like you sort of articulate where you see things going, uh, it, it helps ties the two communities together. So uh, I think what we'd like to do now is we can kind of uh, like generate some shout outs for folks, uh, again, kind of in our homage to the pod side format. Uh, and we'll kind of move on. We'll put some information out about the next week's show. And I think that'll be it for tonight. So uh Soraya, or actually, I tell you what, we'll let our guests go first. So, Bajron, you got a shout out for us? Yeah, um, big shout out to our uh, to my alliance executor, Marana, 
aka Funky Bacon. I'm sure some of y'all have heard of him. He just got uh, notified that he has become a part of the CSM. And <laughs> I still don't think the news is quite set, set in with him. I, I really don't think he was expecting to get it. But with him being a personality any for so long he got it and uh really excited for him and i and i hope that the news actually fully sets in soon with him uh shout out to uh, to all you guys for having me on tonight i really appreciate it any publicity is good publicity and uh, i wish you guys the best in your future adventures uh with it and i hope that you know i hope that that ccp is able to quell a lot of the uh, the frustration with the with the dust community um i i know that there's a lot of anger going on with it and i i think i think a lot of people really have to step back and think that this is the best decision for the game that that ccp wants to create there's been a lot of mistakes and missteps with the development of dust and this is a good chance for ccp to take a step back look at their mistakes and go forward with a new clean slate. Awesome. I appreciate that. Pukin? Um, uh, yeah, props to the guys that are hanging out on the Podside channel um, that have had an awesome conversations going on in there. Uh, I just kind of call a couple about just Power Trap, uh, Eddie Kane Jr., Free Beers, um, Dr. Welter. Uh, Never forget um, Alyssa. Alyssa Sacro, yes, in there as usual, hanging out with us tonight and making sure that we're live again. That was cool. And uh, yes, uh, so, you know, uh, for the, you know, because you guys will be pipping out so we can get some dusty listeners on here. You know, we got the Podside channel in game. Go to there. It's for Podside Networks, um, which is the, the radio station here that we're going to do their help. But you guys here on Biomast, uh, you know, continue to roll and get out there. I know you guys are going to host all your stuff on your own site, which is awesome. And uh, we'll make sure we get you guys up uh with cypher and them on on the e-podcast um and props to you guys for really you know stepping up and, and out of the dust community and trying to bridge the two to the two worlds together i really like this podcast that you guys are launching here and and being able to bridge the you know at least two out of the three things right now which is eve and um even dust and it's cool it's really cool. So props to you guys and, and allowing Podside to help you guys out as, as, as much as we can. So thanks. Hey, Pukin, we, we really appreciate it. Pokey, I, I know you got to run, so why don't you hit it up next? Yeah, you know, just you know, everyone, thanks for listening. That's great. You know, I, I think this is going to be a real good thing. You know, I want to really keep the communication open between the community and, and, and you know, the media and whatnot. And, and especially a shout out to the guys at Multiplex Gaming and you know, Puke and whatnot for, for helping us get this set up. He kind of saved our ass this week. It was kind of a, a clusterfuck with, with FanFest, especially the way it went and trying to get this set up in time. But, uh, you know, we pulled it off. He helped out immensely. So, you know, I really appreciate appreciate it thanks again guys um and you know shout out to osg guys you know i'm ceo of osg and, and they're a really great group of guys they took the news pretty hard but you know they're we're sticking together and uh you know that that's great so i always appreciate them but yeah we're, we're a bit over time i gotta run but uh you know thanks jason zell for uh, helping me out here and uh i think we'll we'll make this great so thanks guys Awesome. I, I again, I appreciate it. I, uh, Erzy Lyceum channel. Do you have any shout outs you want to throw out there? You've been kind of lurking most of the uh, the podcast. Uh, yeah. Um, 
Shout out to uh, Mike Azariah, who uh, was also elected to the CSM. Now his second time. Two out of six ain't bad. Nope. Yeah, that's winning odds. And, uh, and he ran for eight years. <laughs> so, <laughs> he ran for six years. Oh, yeah, you're right. You're right. That's, that is persistence. That's actually pretty good. And that's, uh, that's one of the reasons that Mike was pretty high on my ballot, to be honest with you. The, um, so I, I just want to kind of give a couple of quick shout outs and we'll, we'll close this out because we are over time, but a little bit expected for the first show. And, and frankly, there was a lot of material to cover, uh, just kind of how it fell out on the calendar. Uh, the number one shout out I have is, is ultimately going to be, and I know this is going to catch a lot of hell for this, but it's really going to be for, uh, if CC to CCP, had they not come up with the idea for all these games, none of us would be talking. Uh, now the flip side is that, it still doesn't let them off the hook for all the drama and shit that they inflict on people. But I, I do appreciate the fact that they've set up a venue where we can have these kind of discussions with each other. Uh, be they good, they bad, they generate social issues, they generate great nerdgasms of spreadsheets and all kind of crazy shit. And it, you know, so I have to say that. Uh, now, moving on from that, I do want to you know, specifically talk to uh, a couple of people and just shout out to the Podside crew. Literally, they came out of nowhere in a, about a week time, uh, put Pokey and Zell and, and you know, to a lesser degree myself, set us up with this uh, platform because they saw what we did where we wanted to try to bridge the two communities. And, and we know that there's a little bit of a divide, maybe not as much as, as some people think, but that's one thing that we definitely wanted to do moving forward was be value added to each other. So that's kind of one thing I wanted to, I wanted to lay out. And lastly, uh, to the actual players of us that I play with on a routine basis in OSG, and uh, a lot of the uh, a lot of the other guys floating around on Skype that we talked to, uh, Hans, Nova on the CPM, uh, we really really appreciate the feedback. There's a vibrant Dust community that will remain and will I hope mostly transition into a Legion community later. And trust me, I know. For about 24 hours, I thought about unsubbing my Eve account and walking away. But the reality is we, we do need to move on and we need to help CCP shape what we want in the, in the next version of the game and, and do it in a way that's positive. Uh, and I know that's kind of hard for some folks. There's a lot of motion, but uh, I think that's what we need to do. So uh, with that, I, I, again, really appreciate Puka and the Podside crew for having us on. And hey, our it's our pleasure. Is, our intent is to have this on, uh, at least for right now, once a week. It'll be at the same time slot on Sunday evenings for now. Uh, we'll probably establish that for a couple, three weeks at least, and then make an assessment if we need to move to another night of the week. But right now, we intend to do a weekly show, uh, probably about one hour in length, so a little bit shorter than this. And uh, again, I appreciate the help from Podside, and I think that's about it. All right. Um, and uh, I just want to give a shout-out to, to my guys and top men. Uh, I want to give a shout-out to um, – Nova and Hans uh, on the CPM Zero, who uh, answered a couple questions for me uh, today, uh, which was kind of nice uh, coming into this to have uh, not have too many questions lingering uh, outside of what CCP itself needs to answer. Um, and I want to give a shout out to uh, Free Beers for uh, chilling in the channel and uh, listening to us yap. Um, and, uh, you know, because Free Beers is, of course, the, uh, the original Dust Bitter Vet. I love it. <laughs> All right. Well, that wraps up our first episode of Biomast, and we really appreciate everybody being here. And hopefully, we'll we'll go as long as Podside has, which I believe you guys are on your two hundred and first or two hundred second episode. So yeah, we're again, coming up on our two hundred second. That is what I think it is what Tuesday will be. Yeah, yep, absolutely. All right. Well, with that, we'll close the show out.
Thanks, guys.